0: Hey, this podcast is sponsored by the Foxwell Founders Membership. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you already listened to the latest podcast from Dara Denny, Barry Hot, that guy Jesse from Fireteam, Nick Sharma, any of these brilliant marketers, and now you put on this worst podcast while you wait for them to drop a new episode. Well, all these experts are in the Foxwell Founders Membership Slack group, waiting for you to ask them a question about marketing. They respond almost instantly with the perfect answer. It's frickin' sweet. Have your boss pay for it. Have you ever looked at your boss's calendar? It's a nightmare. It's an absolute mess. They don't have time to answer your questions. It's have your boss get you a seat in the Foxwell Founders Group and get instant replies from the 400 best paid social marketers in the world. Go to foxwelldigital.com and sign up. Hey, welcome to the Performance Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Philippou, with my co-host, Akash Joshi. What's up, Akash? It's been a minute.
1: It's been I think yeah, that last been episode was in yeah. January.
0: The last recorded episode was January. We've had some talks since then, but uh, they got a little out of hand. We said, hey, let's not publish them. But <laughs> I think today's episode is going to be super actionable and super brief. I think just a really good quick tip, especially for beginners who are just getting onto the media buying side of things. And they want to expand from a mere media buyer, button pusher, bean counter to an actual marketer, understanding the psychology of it, making your ad creative better. Um, A lot of times when you're beginning, you, okay, you just learned, now you know where all the buttons are. You know how to manage a budget. You know how to uh, turn things off when things are bad. You know how to increase budget when things are good. Um, But now you're on the roll and you're now you're at the time in your career where you're like, okay, I understand the basics of media buying. now. How do I make my creatives good? And this is honestly the one tip or one mindset shift that made all my creatives better immediately. It really put me from a media buyer to a marketer. I think Akash, you were even there when I was managing some of the accounts. I read, I read cash advertising in one day and I'm like, okay, all my ads are going to say this from now on. And like overnight, I think every account I implemented this on just kind of turned around. And I was like four accounts. It wasn't that much. Um, but no, it's very real. And just understanding this mindset makes copy ads angles so much easier. And this concept is benefits versus features or answering the question that every customer has when they look at your ad. They ask, what's in it for me? So... I'm going to just like, kind of start off by saying what is a feature and what is a benefit? A feature is like a detail about the product. Like a Hugo Boss shirt. I use this example a lot. A Hugo Boss ad that just has a picture of a shirt and just says all cotton. Right? Okay. This, this shirt is all cotton. And it's it just says, okay, it's cool that it's all cotton, but it's not really persuasive. It's not very sexy. Like there, every shirt says all cotton, whatever. But then – if you talk about a benefit it's an ad okay it says the hugo boss shirt but it says look sexier instantly that's a benefit that's an outcome not a product detail it's an outcome the customer receives by owning your product yeah, an outcome in their life specifically how their life improves so that's just a mindset shift and you could just like go down the product page i actually did this with chat just earlier i had a list of like my coworker made a list of features about a certain funnel we're doing. And I said, Hey, um, it was a very long list. I said, Hey, can you reword this answering the what's in it for me question and advertising, blah, blah. And it did. It was actually pretty sweet. That's a sweet hack by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But that will help you understand, like go to any product page and copy and paste the list of product features and ask chat GPT to have it answer what's in it for me. Like how does each one of these features benefit my life, and it will kind of elaborate on that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it.
1: I think. Uh, Akash, I think yeah, go yeah, into it. I, I think where this sort of gets conflated is where some features actually imply benefits. So, for example, like all natural product. So people think that all natural products are more healthier, or to some degree, because. it's natural and they don't have you know preservatives or chemicals in them and that's why people sort of get these two um ideas confused i think is like one is strictly um features of the product and then benefits are what's in it for me and why is it actually beneficial for me to actually purchase it but some some like all natural for example they imply benefits Instead of explicitly saying this is a healthier option than your over-the-counter pill or whatever, this gummy is all-natural, which clearly isn't, but -hmm. all-natural ingredients to some degree. So, yeah, I think that's why this is such a fine grey line for a lot of people when they think of it. But I think in this episode, we'll sort of expand on why it's it's a firm line and there's completely different sides to this. Um, feature versus benefit episode.
0: Yeah, Uh, and I think what you say is a good point. You see it a lot, especially all natural. Like, I see a lot of examples, and I think it's important to point out examples of this that everyone sees in real life. I think go to the, think about the tea section, TEA, tea section of your local grocery store. There's probably, a, it just says green tea, black tea, Earl Grey, whatever. Now, for most people are not tea- Savvy, they don't understand tea. There's one brand, I think it's called Yogi. It's like a yellow and orange box with like a purple, it says Yogi on it. They do a lot of things like instead of saying, uh, whatever, green tea or black tea, they just say, oh, positive energy or stress relief or immunity tea or stomach ease tea, bedtime tea. Like I think it's the chamomile makes you sleep. Um, but they say like, the outcome or the benefit or like the use case that that's how they name the tea instead of like, Oh, uh, Reobo's tea. Like I, I wouldn't know what Riobo's. I don't know what Reobo's is. i never hear the word outside of the tea aisle. Uh, but okay. I know, uh, alertness, you know, I know these, I, I don't know if Riobo's does that, but you, you get the idea. Like that's mm. a good example. And conveniently they do charge more money. I don't know if that's, a product of them but like their marketing their packaging it looks like they satisfy a what's in it for me better so they get to charge more money and they're they do good sales because of that whereas if you just started a tea brand today or you had a tea client and you just said oh we're lemon green tea like okay cool but it's not saying like not detox or not positive energy not whatever that is so that's a good example that you can like, you can see this all over the place and especially kind of the supplement aisle, like all these like health food aisles uh, and yeah. health foods in the grocery store, you'd kind of see the difference, especially cause there's all like, like, I don't know what uh deer antler velvet does. I don't know what that does for me. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you see like, Oh, testosterone booster, if it's like something called that, I'm like, okay, that's, that's clearer what that means. You know, yeah. uh, you have the things you go to the vitamin aisle. You have to be a, scientists understand what they are but things like i remember purity products the brand we worked with akash they named a lot of their products like what the outcome was like uh, immune i forgot the i don't want
1: to ideal immunity and stuff like that
0: yeah like ideal immunity things like that um and they're a very successful supplement company they exploded um so that's an example like everything down to the name itself of the product that's a good example but you see like it's how people it's how consumer psychology operates if you have ads from whatever take any topic uh just like i just talked about for the foxwell founders group and i could just say slack group with 400 people or i could say hey it's ask them any question they about marketing so you don't have to ask your boss or you don't have to waste your boss's time they answer it immediately That's how you would word it. And every ad, it it should answer that. That, That's why they're clicking it. It's why they're benefiting you. You see a lot of advertisers when they first start out, they talk about the features because they don't really know what to talk about. They see features on the product page and they copy and paste what's on the product page.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Um, What else, Akasha, about this topic or good examples you see of that?
1: Uh, in terms of good examples, I don't have many off the top of my head. But in terms of just this topic, um, uh, in general, what like what would you say if you were you know media buyer starting out, junior media buyer, senior media buyer, whatever it is, um, how would you impact creative, um, with this? Or how would you give direction to the creative sort of team?
0: Yeah. So I would just say, hey, whatever, um. This is exactly the exact thing I do. I do a positioning Venn diagram. I have a bunch of episodes where I talk about that. So whatever. I pick whatever angle or selling point I want to talk about in the ad. I literally Google Life Force Eight emotions. It comes up like that's from the cash advertising book. Yeah. Say, okay, what which of these emotions does my does my status does my point satisfy? In the case for the Hugo Boss shirt, it's like sexual appeal, sex appeal. People try it to, to look good. You know, they 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 buy that to look good. Yeah. So, like, okay, it's sex appeal. So how can I explain that this shirt will give you that benefit? And I literally just say, look sexier instantly. It's that that simple. It's like, um, just say it very clearly. You know, you don't have to be too clever with it. There's always that clarity over cleverness mantra you hear a lot of people say. Uh, That's something that, literally just be very clear about it. Um, You'll see a lot of it, a lot of these big brands, I said Yuga Boss, but a lot of these big advertisements you see like on billboards and subways and stuff, they are a little more, they try to be a little more clever, I think. But you can kind of tell like um, one of the best ads I ever saw was for a career website. It was like a, I think it was a, it was like a tech job course or certification website. And it was a picture, and this is a very unique, it was on the subway mm-hmm. of New York City. And it showed a dad holding a baby, like a baby girl,
1: yeah. and
0: it said, "Do it for her." And it said, "Like job starting at hundred thousand dollars a year um, with this tech degree." So sign, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a really good one because like it attacks a very specific emotion." It if it just said six figure salary jobs at this website, that's different. Yeah. But if it's like, "Oh wow, that's a like it attacks this very specific emotion." Um, for a target audience. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I would just literally very clearly... And, and you could have a clever sign like that. Uh, like, like you don't have to say, support your children with $100,000 a year. You can just say, like, oh, do it for her. You can do it in a little more tasteful way. Yeah. Um, You don't have to get super fancy, though. You don't have to be super clever. Just make sure it's very clear. Like, when the person reads that, they understand that's the... They're not buying the product. They're buying the result. Yeah, Uh, That's really what they're buying. So I think... And you see this with luxury goods all the time. Like there's a vanity... Like the Supreme, for example. It's the same actual product of a lot of these things. To my knowledge, I could be totally wrong. But it just says Supreme on it. So there is a a benefit of vanity and looking superior to other people. Um, They're buying that outcome. They're not buying... Oh, I don't want a supreme wallet because my other wallet it, it like holds my money better. You want a supreme wallet because, oh, I'll just look superior. Um, so that's a very important thing to understand. Like like the people are buying the outcome. They're not buying the product as much,
1: yeah. And if you guys have read sort of cash advertising, a lot of this comes back to those eight sort of core f- fundamental desires. So, before you even start your campaign and when you're creating um, your creatives, always start with those desires in mind first and then see how it relates to your product. Say, okay, you know, this brand hits on these four out of the eight and this is what we want to do to actually get, convey the result or what's in it for me for the customer as quickly as possible. Um, you, You know, and I think something that I was actually just thinking about while you were talking is, we do a lot of like, you know, to some extent, some still image ads, you know, it's a very um, generic sort of format for for everyone. And I think with still image ads, it's actually pretty hard to sometimes get the end result um, over. Like you have to do it through copy and even through visual. And an exercise that I actually do with the team is like, I, I take away the copy and I say, okay, you know, if it's just literally, if they've sent me like a product image as an example, and the, if, if, if I can't grasp in terms of context what the product does for me without the copy, then I tell them to revise it. So I have, you know they, they, I have a look at it and I say, okay, put your hand literally over your screen and show me what like yeah, and block out the the headline or whatever it is, the context around mm-hmm. it. Block out the headline what does this image actually tell you? And a lot of the time, that image is probably just the product or hmm. you know, it doesn't actually show you the outcome. So it's very hard to do that, but that's one exercise I actually do to show the benefit. And like we, If we can't see the end result in the ad, then it's probably not worth it. The copy is there to reinforce, but the, the image or the visual is what they're going to see first. And this is something that I've of been reiterating to the team, you know, constantly over the last couple of months as well, is like, how do you, you know, firstly, grab the retention while they're in the feed and you're competing against all of these advertisers? And then secondly, how do you actually portray that in formats where they're not, um, you know, a 15, 30 second, 45 second video where they have a bit more time to actually read and digest the information? What mm-hmm. if it was just a still image that someone was scrolling past? How are you actually mm-hmm. going to get that point across, you know, as fast as possible?
0: Yeah. And that's, like, a really good point. Like, and I think getting the point across as fast as possible, making sure it's understood a good example. Uh, and I use, if this to this podcast before I use a million times, but because they're the best advertisers in the world is Dr. Squatch. Look at all their ads. The thumbnail of the ad is usually a quote that kind of answers what's in it for me. Uh, let me click an example. Literally, I can go to their ad library right now, click an example of an ad that just probably launched today. Um, and look the headline is this is why she can't keep her hands off me mm-hmm. so it answers what's in it for me it like oh whatever this is is gonna get the sex appeal they don't even, you don't even know what the product is just looking at that but the visual uh, like I didn't play the video but like the video that plays when you scroll is a guy using soap
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it's a visual of using the show the soap so you kind of like what like you said it's just like a guy using soap but like you said if you did that exercise hey what does that look oh it's just a guy using soap but yeah. without that copy, this is why she can't keep her hands off me, like, as the, like, headline of on the video. That's a very powerful way to show what's in it for me. I also yeah. like that example because when you use, like, this, and, like, it, it builds curiosity. You don't say this soap is why she can't. But, like, you kind of, especially for a video hook, like you said, like like, if you attack that what's in it for me question with a very, uh, with a very clear life force aid emotion,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, like the sexual appeal emotion. If you do it very clearly and overtly, and in this case, Dr. Squatch very humorously, uh, that gets a lot of attention very quickly. Yeah, So it's so powerful at grabbing attention. And Dr. Squatch is the master of video ads where attention is everything. Getting them hooked in the first three seconds is everything. And, yeah they're masters of this so like they're the best people to look at they hook you in with interest they hook you in because if they just said i like this soap and it's this hairy dude using soap you're like all right get this fucking thing off my screen
1: but yeah or even if they did like uh, oh this is why she can't yeah yeah even if they did like a feature like this soap is made out of fucking all naturally organic soap (laughs) yeah Yeah, organic soap all right cool no one cares yeah You You could
0: have like, like this copy is so good. It could be an email subject line and probably perform like get, a have a good open rate or something. You know what I mean? Like it could just be the text alone or an image with just this text on it. And it could be pretty solid. You know what I mean? That's, that's the power of copy and that's the power of the benefits over features mentality. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So if you are a media buyer, you want to learn how to like, just have good creative that and like, Make sure all your creative is always answering what's in it for me in a very, very clear way. Make sure it is addressing a life force eight emotion. You can just Google what that is. Um, I hate just telling people to just Google it on my podcast, but honestly, it just explains a lot better than me. Um, But yeah, make sure you're answering what's in it for me. It's the reason why they'll give attention. It's the reason why they'll click. Once you have their attention on an image ad, they might just click in to learn more. Um, it, it gets people in your funnel and through your funnel a lot better. Um, Like I said, they're buying the outcome. They're not buying the product itself. And that's something to keep in mind.
1: And send, so I uh, know we're going to wrap this up now, but mm. uh, what I want to do is if anyone's listening um, and they're a media buyer or creative strategist, send in your ads that either aren't performing or mm-hmm. are performing and will actually you know we might have an episode where we review all of your creatives and see how we can improve them and then you know it could be beneficial for the listeners yeah like 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 we're doing now We'd even maybe get paulie and andrew on and yeah and you can send all those
0: emails all two thousand listeners you can send an email to kevin at (laughs) voymedia.com and he would love to get your email and uh, send it to us to answer those questions. So Kevin at voymedia. dot com, and he'll love to take your question. He'll probably give you a very thorough answer.
1: <laughs> cool, cool, cool.
0: No, just kidding. It's actually Eric at performancemarketingpodcast.com. dot Uh, or if, honestly, my name is pretty clearly in the show notes and everything. Just message me on LinkedIn or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet all
0: right uh excellent episode first time back uh it should be very helpful hope you guys benefit from it we'll pause the recording